I want to, I want to get ready to preach. I want to get ready to preach. Um, so I want to switch the mood just a little bit. Um, because what I'm talking about tonight, it, it, it's really what I believe probably one of the more transforming messages that I've probably ever preached before. I mean, like the formula of transformation. Before I get into it, I just want to give you guys just a background um, on what the series is about. The series is called You Asked For It. And the reason why it's called You Asked For It is, um, you can throw the the graphic up on the screen, please. The reason it's called You Asked For It is because this, um, a, a couple months ago, we did a survey uh, we asked everybody a couple questions. One of the questions is, you know, cats or dogs? Dogs won. Uh, burrito, burrito bowl, uh, burrito bowl won. Um, majority. Uh, the third question was, hey, do you come to church on Sundays? If you don't, then why? And majority of you guys said, hey, I can't come because I work, because I'm tired, I'm a full-time student. Um, so we've really accepted that Fridays is kind of like some of our Sundays. Amen? So we're treating this um, it's full force, as we always have. But one of the awesome questions we have, one of the awesome questions we had in there is, what do you want us to teach on? What do you want us to preach on? And when, when I got the answers, there were around four to five questions or topics to be spoken about that really kept coming up a lot in the survey. And, and what we did was we said, listen, we're going to do a sermon series called You Asked For It. And every week we're going to tackle one of the most frequently asked questions. Amen. So this is awesome because it, what we're preaching about tonight, you either ask for it or your brother asks for it, or your sister asks for it. Maybe maybe you ask for this because you're going through it, or you want to be prepared when you step into this realm uh, of trials. And and tonight's talk, I, I really believe, I really believe is going to change so many people, so many hearts. Uh, thank you, Julie. Y'all make some noise for Julie while I drink this cup. I must say, I love water. I go to Chipotle, I don't get a Sprite no more, y'all. I actually put water in the water cup. I'm saved. Just kidding. <clears throat> Not kidding. Anyways, okay, so you asked for it. Um, bad joke, y'all. Bad joke, bad joke. Tonight we're talking about some so we're talking about addictions tonight. The question that the question that came up the most, listen to me, young adult, this is for you. You asked for it. The question that came up the most was, how do, I, how do I break an addiction? I'm addicted, now what? I mean, I almost cried reading these surveys. Our, our, our youth core team, we were just like, wow, wow, wow. My goodness, my goodness. And, and tonight's talk, I want you to write it down. Listen to me, we're, we're going to change culture as a church. Before, we used to put up all the, all the points and all the sub points and all the verses. Tonight, we're only going to put three points on the screen. All the verses, I want you to write them down. Anything you hear that's good, I want you to write it down. We're going to take notes tonight. Anybody ready to take notes tonight? Pull your phones out. Pull your notepads out. Listen, I'm the type of person, I'm a, like a hard note taker. Um, and I just love lists and stuff. And, and, and all that stuff just really makes me just feel great. Um, so I want everyone to pull their notes out. Hey, first time here tonight, write down some of the most important things you hear tonight. And I promise it will be good for you later. So tonight's talk, write the title down. Overcoming addictions. Could we say that together? Somebody say overcoming addictions. Can you say it like you mean it? Somebody say overcoming addictions. Let me give you some statistics really quickly. Staggering statistics. 32.5. 
million Americans are addicted to drugs. 32.5 million. Over 9 million Americans have admitted to being addicted to sex. This is wild. Every second, 30,000 people watch a porn video. And it, I mean, like every second, you could just add 30,000. Probably like five seconds, five, five times two, 150,000 people just watch porn. Five seconds. I, I really believe that there's, there's a tension in the church because we have believers that are praying for freedom but that are in bondage. Yeah, we believe in for God to do amazing things except for that one thing that we're addicted to. We believe in for God to just do so much, push us forward. But we got, we got this like this U-Haul behind us, this trailer behind us of just addictions and baggage. And, and we feel like God's calling us, but he's going to have to call us with all this junk. I really want to, I really believe tonight God's going to give you some tools on how to overcome an addiction. But, but quickly, when I read one of the surveys, and I want to talk about this just a moment, it said, how do I break an addiction? I, I want to kind of debunk that myth, and I want you to hear my heart. Listen to me, church. Listen to me, church. You are a body. Can I get an amen tonight? Your body, flesh, eyes, hair. Come on, nice eyebrows on fleek, all right? Yes, pastor. This is my church right here, yes. We're a body. Not only are we body, the Bible teaches us that we're also spirit. So what does that mean? When you die, you think that's the end of you. No, no, no. Your soul raises up, and there's a place in eternity you're going to spend. If you say yes to Jesus, come on, that place is heaven. Anybody, wait, anybody waiting for heaven? Anybody, I love that. So as it is in heaven, come on. While I'm waiting, I'm not waiting. That's another night. Anyways, so we got, we got body and we got soul. Right? We got flesh and we have spirit. Now, here's the thing. Hear me. There's never going to come a point in your life where your flesh disappears. You see, every single one of us don't have to be taught how to be bad. You understand that? Like, I, I got a little cousin. She's six. Before she was six, she started talking around like two, you know, three, whatever. And, and I remember the first time she lied, it was just like the biggest thing. Lied to me, at least. <laughs> it's like, hey, did you, did you eat that donut? She had, like, glaze all over her lip. I'm like, no, who taught you how to, no one taught her how to lie. She has this flesh. She has this sinful nature that we are all born into. Listen, Adam and Eve, they sinned. They were the first people ever, and they got it wrong. They sinned. We have this sinful nature. We have this flesh that clings to the things of the world, but then we have the soul and spirit that clings to Jesus. That's why we come here and we worship so hard. That's why we come here and we pray so hard. Because we're trying to build up our spirit man to overcome our flesh. You see, fasting is really a fun word in church today. Oh, fasting, weird, weird, weird. No, fasting is putting something that builds your flesh on pause and putting something that's going to build your spirit on play. I mean, it's really just shifting to focusing on your inner being to be strong. You see, I don't have to teach you how to be bad. I don't have to teach you how to sin. It's just, it just comes natural to you because we are all born in this world of sin. I want to start that, and, and, and now think of the, the phrase, uh, I'm trying to break my addiction. Listen, the day you break an addiction is the day you break away from your flesh. And last time I checked, I've never seen corpses without souls, and I've never seen a soul without a body. 
Listen, up until you die, your flesh is attached to you. It ain't going nowhere. So let me discourage you. Let me encourage you by discouraging you. Listen, you cannot break your addiction. You can overcome your addiction. Y'all here tonight? You, you see, you've been trying to fight your addiction. And you've been trying to break it. And, and that's the thing. You, you, you've attempted to break it. You may have even broken it even a little bit, put a crack in it. And then once you're exposed to something, something triggers, it reactivates. And then you question your faith in God. Like, God, I thought you broke this. And God is like, I didn't break that. I gave you flesh for you to make a decision. I can now allow you to overcome it. So when we're fighting addiction, listen, don't think about erasing addiction. I I want you to think about overcoming addiction. Because as long as you're in your flesh, you're always going to have this inclination to run back to what you're addicted to and run back to the things of the world. Y'all here tonight? I know lights look pretty, but y'all here? So I just want to break that down. Breaking and overcoming, there's a huge difference. Listen, if you want to break your addiction, don't break it, overcome it. Overcome it. I just want to start with that really quickly. You see, tonight, I want to ask a question. You see, you're either in here, two types of people, you're either addicted or you're not. And if you're not, you may be presented with something that will, may lead to an addiction. It's just one or the other. You're either addicted or you're not, but you have this flesh that could be addicted to what is set in front of it. I love what Pastor Brandon said at Leaders Conference. He said, listen, the enemy and sin always fascinates, then assassinates. Always kind of appeals something to you to bite on it, and then it just becomes something that you begin to like a habitual thing, like it just grows and grows and grows. And now you have this habit, you have this addiction that you feel like you're, 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 you're just bound. You feel like you're stuck to it. Like it's like a bad smell. Like I had, I had some really nasty dudes in gym class. <sighs> and I'm like kind of like a neat freak, right? Like I'm like, I'm kind of a little weird. And I'm like, guys, please put on deodorant, like please. Listen, some of you guys been walking around with addiction like it's a bad aura. Like it's just, I can smell the addiction on you. I, I, can, I can smell the yearning for something that's probably not of God. And, and let, me, let me ask you a question tonight. If, if this is for you, are you ready to move on from your addiction? Before we talk about how to break free and how to overcome, and I believe tonight God has some words for you. Before we do that, I have a question for you just as your friend. Are you in bed with your addiction? Are you in bed? Do you really want this thing called freedom? Do you really want to overcome this thing? Because what what I found to believe is that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't lead a horse to drink. And and so many good teachings are in church, so many many good ideas. but, But what is a church that is not grasping on and believing and walking in those things? My first question to you tonight is, are you in bed with your addiction? I mean, like, do you really want to overcome it? I saw something on the news the other day. There was a woman who was raped by a man dozens of times. Later on, she ends up marrying him. Great moment to take a sip of water. And I'm like, oh, my God, how do you marry someone who abused you? How do you marry someone who, who kind of hurt you, broke you? It's just in, in my mind, it kind of makes sense to separate from those things. Can I tell you what she said? She said, this, and I quote her, I've learned to love him. You see, how many times are we trying to learn to love our addictions? How many times are we really saying, God, can you break free, break me free from this thing a little? <laughs> God, can you 
cut the ties, just not completely. And, and, and we send up empty prayers, right? When we really, do, when we really don't want to break free from the addiction, we're like, hey, hey, man, hey, man. You're right. We're already saying, I, I'm not ready to let go of this thing. And, and I want to pitch this to you tonight. Listen, if you want this thing that I'm going to preach tonight, listen, I, I got to give you, I gotta give you a, a pledge. You need to be willing to jump all into what God wants for you. You need to be willing to say, God, I love you more than this addiction. Although it is calling my flesh, come on, my spirit is yearning after you. I'm going to search after what you want for me. It says in Romans 6, chapter 12, Romans chapter 6, verses 12 through 14. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God, for sin shall not be your master. You see, I want to encourage anybody tonight that feels like their addiction has become their master. Like their addiction is calling on them and they move wherever their addiction tells them to move. You ever been bossed around before? Go here, do that, spend this, go here, go there. The Bible says sin is not to be your master. Some of us have been letting sin and addiction literally rule our lives. Do this, do this, go here, do that. Home alone, do this. Friday night, do this, go here, do that. Listen, if you want to break free from something, you got to be willing to fight for your freedom. If you want to break free, overcome the addiction, you need to be willing to fight for your freedom and say, I'm not letting this thing be over my life anymore. I'm tired of laying in bed with the very thing that's killing me. I'm trying to move forward. I want to fight for freedom. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to get in the trenches. I'm willing to get dirty and bloody for my freedom. I'm willing to do it. Because I'm not called to have a master of sin. I'm called for Jesus to be my master and be my leader. So I'm going to give you a couple tools tonight. Number one, I want to encourage you tonight. The first step in overcoming your addiction, ready, number one, you need to find the seed. Find the seed. It says in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, while the earth remains... I love these parallels. There's seed time and there's harvest. There's cold and there's heat. There's summer. There's winter. There's day and there's night. And these things shall never cease. What the Bible is really saying right here in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, he's saying, listen, these are the law of the land. The sun will rise and the sun will set. The moon will rise and the moon will fade away. There will be a moment of harvest, hear me, and there will be a moment of seeds. This is, this, is, this is sowing and reaping. Can I pitch you this idea that your addiction started off as a seed? You didn't just wake up addicted. Somebody gave you a seed. And you know what you did to it? You put water on it. You gave it oxygen. You gave it some sunlight. And every time you revisit and you do it again and you revisit and you do it again, you're building up this tree that was once just a seed. My pitch to you this idea. If you want to overcome your addiction, you need to find the seed. You need to find the root of what it is. Come on, the trigger, the, the first step in your addiction. There's a process in your addiction. Did you know that? There are certain steps that you take. You don't just end up doing it. There is a process. There is a seed. There is a, a, a performance you need to put on to fall again in that addiction. There's the steps you need to take. It's the same with God. You see, the enemy really tries to do everything opposite of God. That's why in the end times, he said, I'm going to raise up someone called the Antichrist. 
just opposite of Christ. So, so if, if to get closer to God and to live a life in freedom, if that takes daily decisions and daily beliefs, man, I just want to let you know, listen, walking towards addiction is, is a step-by-step thing. It, it's never really like I woke up addicted. It's more like I did this every day for three months, and now I can't stop doing it. And, and the addiction, listen to me, the addiction always starts as a seed and ends up being something so much bigger. So what's our job? It's to find the root of the addiction. Find the seed. And say, man, the formula of this addiction is that when I start thinking these thoughts, come on, listen, you got to be willing to fight for your freedom. I mean, you got to really recognize you got a problem and then understand that you need to find this thing at the root and gut it out. Stop giving it oxygen. Stop giving it time. Stop giving it money. Stop feeding into it. Stop investing into it. Stop talking about it. Stop thinking about it. I mean, grab the seed and rip it out of your heart. Rip it out of the soil. Your first step, I really believe this is God speaking to you. Your first step in overcoming your sin, overcoming your addiction, is to find the root and to de-root it. To let it out. You guys here tonight? My second point. So you need to first find the seed. No, number Number two, you need to fix your focus. So first you kind of need to find the root of it, gut it out. But now what? Th- that I've kind of noticed it, stripped it of its power, removed it. I- I'm now starting to come over this thing, right? I- I'm going to st- step over it. See, many of us, we fall back into addiction because we stepped over something, but we had no vision of where to go. Many of us have overcome something so many times, but because we didn't have our eyes on Jesus, we actually turned around and went right back into that thing. Listen to me. When you begin to overcome something, you need to know where you're walking. You need to know where your vision is. Fix your focus on Jesus. Fix your focus. As cliche as that sounds, I want to read to you a verse in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, fix your attention on God. I love this part. You'll be changed from the inside out. This is a promise of God to you. This is, uh, it's not so much like an empty promise. This is a real promise. You see, when, when the Bible declares a truth, if you have faith and believe in that truth and declare that truth, I believe God works on your behalf. So if you ever feel like you're in a corner, if you ever feel like you, you're kind of like this person on the outside and not so much this person on the inside, friend, if you just really start believing and fixing your focus on Jesus, you will begin to be changed from the inside out. You need to fix your focus. See, once, in, once upon a time, I was a photographer, and um, I really loved manual mode on my, on, my, on my camera. I didn't like auto mode mainly because my auto mode was broken. Um, so I would just always do everything manual, and it was so much fun, really trying to get a good shot. Like, you're really working, and you're really turning, and you're really working, and you're really turning, and your arms get tired, and you're working, I mean, you're just fixing it, you're fixing it, you're fixing it, you're fixing it. Listen, overcoming your addiction is going to take some work. You're going to have to fix your eyes on Jesus. I'm going to look away and look at Jesus. I'm going to look away and look. My arm's getting tired. I'm getting tired. But I'm working. I'm looking. I'm fixing my eyes on my Savior. He is my King. He is my Lord. I'm going to church on Friday. I'm going to church on Sunday. I'm going to start praying to God on Monday. I'm going to start believing for change on Tuesday. I'm going to start calling on his name on Wednesday. On Thursday night, I'm worshiping all around my house. So when Friday night comes, it just restarts the cycle. Listen, to break a cycle, you need a new cycle. To overcome an addiction, you need a new addiction. Come on, let's be addicted to Jesus. Let's fix our focus on Jesus. What if you gave God 
the same attention you gave to your job? What if you gave God the same attention you gave to your boyfriend, girlfriend? Listen, when you fix your focus on Jesus, what I've learned in my little time on earth is that when God is the priority, everything just tends to be taken care of. God said, listen, make me, make me the, the center, and I'll make sure everything around me gets touched and blessed. Y'all here tonight? Come on, we got to fix our focus. If you overcome a sin and don't look at Jesus, you'll end up wandering back to that sin. Bible says those without vision... The people perish. You gotta have vision. You gotta have a direction. If I really wanna overcome this thing, I gotta know where I'm going. I gotta know where God wants me to go. I gotta fix my eyes on Jesus. And it's gonna take work, it's gonna take work. And as I work, the image of Jesus will begin to get sharper and sharper and sharper to see him for who he truly is. Back in my candle days, fixing my focus. And I think the last one, the most important one, third step. Is to believe it. See, first, you got to find the seed. Second, you need to fix your focus. And third, you need to believe it. You see, as a kid, I was uh, really afraid of the dark. Anybody ever been afraid of the dark when they were younger? On the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. My people. Awesome. Hands down. If you were never afraid of the dark, like you're just an OG, like you really just got a halo over your head. If that's you, raise your hand on three. One, two, one, two, three. Couple people, I love y'all. All right, whatever. I remember the night I stopped being afraid of the dark. You, you know what happened? It, it was uh, what actually happened was the week before I stopped being afraid of the dark. The week before, I, I, I wanted to. I, I was scared to death. I I was in my bed, and I don't know about you, but when when you're afraid of the dark, you know your room by heart. Three steps to the door. Four steps down the hallway. Two steps to my parents' room. I mean, you know your whole house, like, by heart. One step to the dresser. Right? So, so I'm in my bed. I remember the night, the night I stopped being scared. You, you want to know what it was? I'm in my bed, and I'm looking at the corner, a corner in my room. It's kind of like one of those, like, insidious moments. I'm looking at the corner of my room like, there is something there. <laughs> I think I just saw horns. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm just not going to look. You ever done that? I'm just not going to look. I'm just not going to look. Why am I looking? Why am I looking? I'm just not going to look. It's not there. It's not there. Oh, my God. I'm looking at the corner of my room like there's something over there. I, I mean, like, I believed it. Like, I, I heard it breathing. With breath stick. Isn't it funny? I believed something, and because I believed it, I stood in bondage. I, I, I believed something was there. I, I couldn't. I was crippled. I couldn't move. You ever been so scared you try to scream and you couldn't scream? <laughs> Your friends are like, "What are you doing?" I'm scared. Isn't it funny? I couldn't do anything because I was. I didn't want to move. I believe something was there. Listen, what you believe in will either cripple you, keep you in bondage, or set you free. You say, listen, friend, do you believe that you can overcome your addiction? Do you believe that you're one step away from freedom? Do you believe this Bible where it says, if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that you are saved, 
Man, there's a heaven waiting for you. There's freedom waiting for you. There's more waiting for you. Come on. Exceedingly and abundantly, more than you could ever ask or imagine is waiting for you if you only believe. I love the word believe. That's really what our faith is wrapped around, right? Listen, last year, 487 people said yes to Jesus on a Friday night. They said, I'm going to believe that he is the king of all kings and that he has a place for me in heaven. You see, this whole thing is about belief. Listen, do you believe that you could overcome your addiction? I mean, it really starts there. Do you really believe it? I, I know I got to find the seed. I know, some of y'all know the seed. I mean, I'm saying find the seed. Got you. So I got to fix your focus. I know how to be a Christian. Got you. But do you believe that you can overcome it? Do you really believe that in a moment, come on, everything could turn around for you? You see, these tools, John, help me out. Ben, help me out. It's about to be turn up. These tools together without belief is nothing. Come on, you can really fix your focus on Jesus, but if you don't believe you can be healed, you probably won't be healed. Come on, you can, you can find the seeds, find the seeds in your life that are keeping you bonded and, and the addictions that are holding you down. Listen, if you believe you can overcome it, you can overcome it. Listen, take this belief system outside of Addiction, listen, your family, do you believe your family can be saved? Because if you, can, if you believe it and you have Jesus, man, he's going to make it work. Do you believe that you can get out of the financial debt that you're in? Because if you believe it, you will take steps knowing that God is for you. Do you believe that your friend is going to get saved? I mean, have you stopped praying for them? Have you stopped interceding for them? Is God not still alive? I'm going to keep my faith. I'm going to keep believing that God can do anything. Come on, all things. To do all things for us, for those who, who love him and it's according to his will. Man, you got to believe you can overcome it. You got to believe it. I love that. First Thessalonians, as we thank God continuously, because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as human word, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in who believe. You got to believe. I want to read to you a story in the Bible. It's found in John chapter 8. Try to do this. There we go. Get it. John chapter 8. I, I love this story. Let me give you the background. There was a woman in, in the times of Jesus. She probably had an addiction. She's probably addicted to attention. She's probably addicted to money, a love of money, probably addicted to sex. And there's a happening in the Bible where this woman is caught in adultery. She is having sex with another man, and they are not married. And, and the religious people at the time, they, they really put her on blast. And, and Jesus is there, and, and they try to corner Jesus. Let me read to you that story in the book of John chapter 8. Verse 3, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group. Somebody say before the group. My, my, my ghetto translation is in the middle of the street. They made the woman who was in private in sin, they exposed her in public as a sinner. They put her in the middle. They put her in the middle of the street. I mean, for all to see her and for what she has done, see her for who she really is. Exposed her. Exposed her. So imagine what she's feeling. She's, she's probably in the middle of the street crying. I mean, you, you paint the picture. And, and this is what they said to Jesus, the religious people. They said this. Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. 
And in the Old Testament, in the law of Moses, what it commands us to do is to stone such a woman. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down. He started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, let any of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. What Jesus was saying was, I'm the only dude that's going to throw a stone at her if I could, and I'm not going to because I love her. If you have no sin, if you've never failed before, be the first to throw the stone. I love this. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground after he said this. At this moment, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. I want you to hear the stones falling on the floor. They were ready to stone her for being caught in sin. Imagine the stones falling at this moment. Verse 10, Jesus picked her up and he asked her, Woman, who are they? Where are they? Has no one condemned you? Has no one condemned you? She says, no one, sir. And he looks at her and he says, then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, go now and leave your life of sin. You see, Jesus is the action plan of God. Jesus is the love action plan on earth that God has instituted to reassemble this relationship with him. You see, we believe our God is God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what we believe. Three in one, one in three. Listen, you just got to believe it, right? That's what we believe. And here's the thing. Jesus is literally God in human form revealed to the world. Now, isn't it funny that when you sin, that in the middle of your addiction, you probably see Jesus with his hand up, with a stone in his hand, ready to condemn you. But, but what I found is religion and religious people put sinners in the middle, but God puts Jesus in the middle. God puts Jesus right in the way. He says, listen, sinner, can you get up and move? Jesus is your righteousness. Jesus is your healer. Jesus is your savior. Jesus is your Lord. Listen, if you've ever been told that every time you sin, God is mad at you, that is not the gospel. Jesus looks at you. He says, I don't care what you've done. I don't care who you are. Man, if you just believe in me, you can stand up and walk. Many of us, we stay down to the ground in our addiction, in our sin. But isn't that amazing that the God who created the stars and the universe still gets down on one knee to protect those who are far from him and to cast off those who are condemning his church. Listen to me tonight, friend. Listen, listen. Addiction is a real thing. Can you overcome it? Somebody say, yes, I can. Can we say it like a church? Can you overcome it? Yes, you can. Find the seed. Cut the oxygen, rip it out of the soil, take it out of your heart, find the seed, exclude it, separate it, kill it. 
then we need to fix our focus because we need a, a place, we, we need a person to follow. We need Jesus. Listen, that's step two in fixing your focus. Listen, we can help you with that. We're fixing our eyes on Jesus every single day. Let's do it together. Anybody here tonight? Come on, this isn't a church congregation. We're a personal church. And we want to build this up with you. Listen, but what the most important thing is you got to believe that Jesus loves you, that he's for you, and that he wants freedom over your life. Right here, everyone sit still. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Come on, don't, no one move at all. Just stay really still in the room tonight. Everybody really still, come on, just meditate on tonight. Listen, you're either addicted or you've been addicted or you were addicted or you may in the future be presented with something that may lead to an addiction. Listen to me. You are more than an overcomer, declares the Lord. You are more than an overcomer. You're more than a warrior. You are something special. When you have belief in your heart and faith that God can do anything, come on, when you have your eyes fixed on God, when you find the seeds of the things that are keeping you down, that's the recipe for overcoming something that's been holding you down. You see, every head by every eye closed, I love this moment here. Because every single night, we give an opportunity for that step three. We give an opportunity for, for someone to believe. The Bible says, to be saved, you need to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you're saved. Come on, tonight, there's a call and response. If you want Jesus in your heart, if you want to take this first step in believing, this first huge step, you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, listen, on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand unafraid and unashamed. Nobody's looking around. This is your moment to be intimate with God. I want to see you just to pray with you. Come on, if you want Jesus and you want to make a decision to say yes, Come on, you want to get saved tonight? Don't let this moment pass you by. Don't let the hour just escape you. If you want Jesus as your personal Savior, hands are going to go up. Like, If you want Jesus, raise your hand on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. If you want Jesus, shoot your hand up right where you're at. Come on, I see one hand, two hand, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Come on, if you, if you want to get saved, raise your hand right here in this moment. Amen. Go ahead and put your hands down. We pray together. Somebody say, Jesus, I confess. Come on, if you raise your hand. And church, can we pray this together? Come on, every head by back. Come on, somebody say, Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe in your Holy Spirit. Come alive in my heart today. I'm ready to start this relationship with you. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. Stay still, head bowed, eye closed. I want to pray for our friends and brothers and sisters who are probably on the last line of defense. Maybe, maybe your spirit has been crippled with addiction. Maybe your worship has been put on mute because of your addiction. Maybe your faith in God has dwindled because you're still addicted. Friend, Tonight's the night that we focus on God, that we find the seed, and that we believe that we can overcome. Every head by back close. Come on, meditate right now. It's baby steps. Step by step by step. Prayer after prayer. Come on. Just crying 
worship, after crying in worship, after, oh, this is going to take some steps. Come on, you ever had your hands up for a long time? It, you may grow weary. Come on, be encouraged. Keep it going. Stay consistent. Cut the habit. Come on, fight your old habits with new habits. Fight your old focus with a new focus. Fight your old motive for a new motive. So, friend, if you're here tonight, if you want to, you want us to pray for you. Come on, some prayer tonight. Everyone sit still. It's a special moment tonight. We never do this. But I was almost brought to tears from all the addiction that the enemy has told you that you can never break free from. I was almost moved to emotions. And the truth is that Jesus has called you to life of freedom. And it is available to you. Listen, tonight, if you want prayer, I know I just preached the message, the application with faith. But I really believe that this prayer right now tonight is going to start something in you to find the seed, fix your focus, and believe you're an overcomer. So everyone really still, if you want prayer right now, I'm just asking you to raise your hand on the count of three. Unafraid, unashamed, we are family. You can be comfortable here. Ain't nobody judging you here. If Jesus was a friend of sinners, come on, I'm best friends with sinners. Head bowed, eye closed. If you want to, if you want some prayer tonight, just to help in this walk, on the count of three, shoot your hand up. Ready, unafraid, unashamed. Ready, one, two, three. Raise your hand right now if you need it. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Find some people and pray for them. Find some people and pray for them. Find some people and pray. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Leaders, can you help me find people with their hands up? Keep your hands up till you feel a couple people around you. Guys, we got two minutes to pray, two minutes to pray, two minutes to pray. Let's go. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. If you want prayer, raise your hand again right now. Raise your hand again until you feel some, 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 some believers around you. We got a lot right here in the middle, a lot right here in the middle, leaders. All around, all around, all around. Come on, make your way to the corner. We're praying and encouraging and encouraging for the Lord right now. Hey, if you're hanging out, could you just have some faith for your brothers and sisters around you? Well, can we just start having faith for the friends that raised their hand? Lord, right now in this moment, in the name of Jesus, we look to you as our focus. You are our source. Lord, you are our strength. Lord, we know that this fight isn't a fight that we are supposed to do on our own. Lord, you are our strength. Lord, you are the one who fights on behalf of us. Lord, we believe that we are overcomers. We believe it, that we are one step away, one fix away, one move away from eternal. Come on, just freedom that you have for us. Lord, in this moment, Lord, we pray right now that your presence may fill us up, Lord, that we run away from the things that are keeping us down, and we run towards the things that are going to build us up. Come on, that we put things away that are keeping us in bondage, but we walk forward in things that are going to deliver us. Come on, I pray freedom in this place. Come on, anybody want to be encouraged? It's time to fight for your freedom. Take back your will. Take back your freedom. Take back your money. Take back your attention. Come on, you've been far too long in this addiction. You've been far too long. The Holy Spirit is in here tonight, and he is leading you to believe for more. Lord, we pray all these things in your Holy Spirit's name, in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody say amen tonight. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen.
Can we all stand to our feet tonight? Can we all stand